Hey everybody, I'm Grant. And I'm Eric, and you're listening to the Quacking Ducks Podcast, where each week we take a turn picking a piece of media that we like, and then making the other person consume it for the first time, and then we talk about it on this podcast. Grant, what did we talk about today? We talked about the Stephen King movie, Dreamcatcher. Goes really deep into Native American lore to make sure that you read up on everything you can about Dreamcatcher before listening to this. person who picked the uh the media uh uh-huh. this uh this time would you like uh-huh. to explain it to the people at all uh so we yeah we watched Dreamcatcher based on the Stephen King book by the same name i think i don't know sometimes they're named different things so i forget uh but yeah i i would say for better or worse it's one movie and one story that encapsulates all of the fun genre stuff and kind of dumb, dumb parts that you'll ever find in most Stephen King stories. So I find it to be a very enjoyable, not very good movie. And that's my intro. So when we had been talking about uh, what we we're going to you know, watch next or whatever. Uh, we we had been mentioning some things about like how we had watched some of my near perfect movies, and then we kind of sprung off of that into like Eric being like, "Oh, have you ever watched Dreamcatcher?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I, I did not preface it for Grant in so any way. Like I what went to into this thinking, "Oh, so this must be." On Eric's list of near perfect. Oh fuck no! I don't do that shit anyways. And so I'm watching this thing, and um, yeah, it was real confusing. I was like, oh boy. (laughs) So what's the movie Um, about, Grant? Let's let's start there. So yeah, we'll go spoilers on on everything as always. Um, Yep. So it's a very Stephen King movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it talks about these kids from Maine, and then they did some stuff as kids, and then they later did it as adults. <laughs> um, it's not it. And there's uh, they're from Derry, Maine. Uh, it's not and it. <laughs> there's this uh, the this big alien that they have to fight. Which it's uh, not it. And they have to prevent it from, you know, doing its thing in the sewers. Um, I guess. That that one's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> it's a reservoir. Uh, it's not the sewers. It's... It's it's it. Uh, no. Uh, it's, uh, it's very similar to, you know, the same things that are in it. Um, it actually is kind of funny. It reminded me a lot... Okay, I'll, I'll go over what it is. Basically, these kids, they get this, like, these superpowers because 
They save uh, a mentally challenged kid from being beaten up, and uh, the mentally challenged kid turns out to be an alien, and yep. he, gives spoilers. All, he gives them all superpowers, and then way in the future when they're adults, they have to uh, fight aliens that just happen to show up in the... Uh, the place that they go and take a yearly friend vacation. Yeah, the um, alien stuff is more like the mist than anything, I think. Okay, so I was gonna say, well, it's tough, right, because Thomas Cain's in it, right? Yeah, uh, that, does, it, that yeah. does draw the connection so, more. That definitely made me think of the mist, but all the stuff of the military, because Morgan Freeman is in a helicopter... Reminded me a lot of the movie Outbreak. Also, it's you know treated as a outbreak of, <laughs> of stuff or whatever. And they're quarantining and stuff. So that reminded me a lot of Outbreak. So like this movie is just reminding me of a movie that I actually really like. Yeah, I think it was like the entire <laughs> time. But um, you know, it's reminding me of that. It's reminding me of it. It's reminding me of. Uh, the mist, and it is—it's more on the level of the mist, so uh, that's fine. Uh, it's funny how many, uh, like, oh yeah, that guy. There, yeah. Like there is in this movie. Um, isn't isn't the actor who plays General Mathis like a family friend yes. of yours? Yeah, I I yeah. only noticed that when rewatching it today. I was like, oh shit! I, now I'm like. That's cool, and that'll be fun to talk about. When... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he showed up, and I was like, oh, shit, yay. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fun, yeah. Especially because um, it's a character that they talk about a lot in that right. plot line. Right, and then finally you get to see him, and then that was fun. No. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it, It's such a, like... What you said about it being, oh yeah, it's all the tropes of a Stephen King, like, it, yeah, yeah, like, uh, like, like every Both single the good possible and bad ones because it's like every single possible one. It's like, uh, like male childhood, small town stuff. That's it, but it's also uh, Stand by Me slash The Body, mm-hmm. um, and that's like, oh, they all have like. Very subtle, shining esque yeah, children yeah. of the corn esque psychic abilities, but it comes from aliens more like it. Mm-hmm. And then like there's a big like the government's doing some fucked up secret shit thing that's like the mist, and then the mo- aliens are very like mist monstery. But then you also have like the old timey bully stuff that's always like. You all, I feel like I only see that in Stephen King stuff nowadays, at least. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, weird appropriation of Native American imagery that then isn't actually uh-huh. related to the movie or anything. Nothing so it, at all. Yeah. There's nothing at all to yeah, do there with is the dream, Name of the movie. The, the name, name of the, the movie, movie is doesn't, Dreamcatcher doesn't because they made Dreamcatchers once in school. <laughs> and then they kept them. And I mean, I yeah. guess I guess that's sweet. But, yeah. like, yeah, so it, co- it checks, like, all the the Stephen King it's drinking game it's stuff. literally like if it's literally like if that day instead they'd played with Legos if the movie was just called Legos yeah <laughs> and, and, and like it's like though nothing they don't do anything they're not yep. at all 
Yeah, it's actually the most banal part of the movie because we're talking about a movie where kids befriend an alien and are granted superpowers and then grow up their entire lives with superpowers only to coincidentally have to fight a, like an armada of aliens later. Mm-hmm. Or like a, there's like a whole alien ship in one area that then they don't then but then there's also like alien spies that they have to fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's um great. It's bad, but it's great. It is bad. Um it it certainly has a lot of fun ideas and the yes. matched matched together. Um there's also just uh a lot of bad acting uh mm, that... going on. Even from people that I like. Yeah. Like there's there's just like, oh, this is a because it has Tom Jane, one. uh Timothy Oliphant. But, like, before we liked them, I think. Like, this is earlier in their careers, I think. I wanted for... to check. I don't, know, I don't know when this movie came out, but yeah. I... Yeah. It feels very 90s to, uh-huh. to... Like, feels like a movie that might have been filmed in the 90s and then released in the 2000s with some, like, <laughs> pickup yeah. scenes. Because, like, the I military stuff would be... That would play weird in, like, early 2000s, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's Morgan Freeman, Tom Sizemore's in that part of it. Uh, Jason Lee is one of the friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 what's his name? The guy who was the redhead on uh, Homeland. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it's one of the biggest bigger actors. Yeah, roles. It, a thing I picked up on when rewatching it was like, there's so many, there's so much dialogue that's like almost good but either delivered poorly or just like <laughs> it, it like if it's weird because it feels like they had a like a like a dialogue budget where it's like ah, oh, we can only come with up with like three inside jokes for this group of friends so That's you know they, like we can only afford the- yeah we can only afford three inside jokes so just gotta recycle them they did get their money's worth i'll tell you that yeah um <laughs> I, I, you know what though? I, so maybe it's, I think partially because of that, because that, like, those jokes were reused a couple times, and, like, because of just the quick glance that we get at, like, the background for other people, like Morgan Freeman's character and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, like a podcast that I like that, uh, uh, reviews movies, and one of the questions it asks is, could this be a 10 episode like Netflix series? Mm-hmm. And for this one, I think it's a definite yes. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, it's like Stranger Things if Stranger Things cut to when they're adults or whatever. Yeah. Or, or like, you know, and it, you know, the, yeah, the kind of weird kid and that weird kid. Yeah. Like it's straight up, it, you know, same. Obviously, the Stranger Things is drawing from, from this along with all. Yeah. This kind of that. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I think that this, um, more so than it, which, you know, was a miniseries, I think it, the modern iteration of it worked well as two movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't, I would say it actually worked better than it did as a miniseries. Uh, not just because of budget or whatever, but I think it, like, just the story was like, yeah, there's a young version of this happening and an old version. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, with this story, it felt like there was 
more that I wanted to be invested in with like the some of the friend characters, like this group of four characters that yeah, like there's like, some weird stuff where like two of them you... just kind of like just kind of die. Yeah, and, it's like, and oh, you get okay. their backstory after they die, so you're like, right? I don't like you can't get me invested in them after right. they've already died in this anymore. flashback. Yeah. Dead. You know? yeah, it was super weird. And like and like it would also make like besides the bad acting of when those guys died, it would also it's like it was not good. <laughs> but um you know, I think it would help you know, knowing a lot more about that by the time they get to when they're dead, like that would make it more tragic and more, you know, like the in the fact that the um uh what's the name of the the their their dream catcher what's his name deets uh Duddits, the kid, the guy Duddits. yeah yeah um you know it, they could have played up the you know yeah he he's like this like mythical figure because they only talk yeah. about him and they don't it is show it is him very much like, yeah like i wish they could uh, connect with a little bit more of that is like instead of feeling like eleven, if it's kind of like a um, like a uh, you know like the mystical black man trope. It's kind mm-hmm. of like that, but for a mentally challenged person, it's kind of like eh, right. Which not, also was a Stephen King trope that you get from like yeah. Green Mile and stuff. So, so like, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where I think if it had more room to breathe and and was adapted into uh, yeah, this a miniseries, is, I think it could... This is know. the thing where I, I think you could take the bones of this and make something really good with it. Because mm-hmm. none of the ideas are inherently bad. It's just all execution. It's It feels like it wants to be the Stephen King Avengers, but approached like Justice League. <laughs> you know? Where it's like you can't yeah. do all this here, and yeah, it's a lot of stuff. It's a yeah. lot of stuff to like, and it kind of one of the things I kind of like about it. I mean, even though it's like I feel like if you weren't on board, you know, if you're not able to get on board immediately, then certainly like mm-hmm. turns out worse for you. But like, if you're able to kind of just like be like, all right, fuck it, go with it. It's kind of nice that it doesn't even like it doesn't waste time up front talking about a lot of the stuff that it does you know just kind of like oh yeah well, yeah psychic gonna, powers you know Stephen some... King shit you've seen this yeah. before yeah um but, yeah I do like that so I, I should say I f- this was a f- like a discovered movie through just like Netflix flipping around um and this was before seeing I think definitely obviously I saw it before it too came out because that came out very recently I think I might have seen it before it one came out. Mm. No, I did. I definitely did. I was uh, and like this was before I even saw the ritual, which was another movie yeah. that I really liked in this vein. So I think part of my fondness is like it was the first, you know, old friends re meeting up in a cabin and they go on a wild adventure kind of thing outside of. Mm maybe Stranger Things had come out at that point, but that that's still very much like E.T., where, like, right. you don't it's get... The, yeah, it's like the of... kids went on an adventure, not kids were friends, and then they're adults, and they go on an adventure, which creates a different kind of uh, 
like kind of emotional beat that that resonates with me because of Mm -hmm. the way our friend circle came Mm -hmm. up during college and then reconvenes every year or so. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I do. I I'm glad I didn't tell you anything about this movie though. Going into it, yeah, no, it was it was an interesting thing to to jump in and be like. Man, the acting is real bad. Mm-hmm. Maybe the writing will just be no. really good, and so, then it'll be. It's funny because, like, I that, I don't but... do the whole like qualitative lists thing that you do. No, I know, but, but like, you I, have shit that you really like, right? But it, it comes from this other experience where it's like I enjoy that, like, you found this in a bargain bin kind of feel, or you found this channel flipping, and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. I've heard nobody talk about this movie ever in my life until after I saw it and talked to people about it. And, like, the badness does not take away from that, like, discovery feeling. And, like, that's usually how, like, that's the closest thing to a list I usually keep where it's like, holy shit, this movie that nobody's seen is fucking wild. And, like, this movie's wild, so you gotta admit that. It's not good, it cer- but <laughs> it certainly is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it. I think um, it definitely. I don't know. Yeah, it, like, like I said, I feel like honestly, if anything, I, it just feels like there's always it left me wanting to know more about mm-hmm. it, and like you know. It, if if it's you know like there's bits and pieces that because Stephen King draws from you know the same places a lot you know it's like oh like when they say Derry Maine like I'm already gonna jump into a yeah kind of, you know certain type of of you know thought process or you know you know expectation I guess um, from that. Um, and I know that technically all of his stuff is, you know, connected, mm-hmm. but I don't, I I haven't really paid attention enough to any of the Black Tower stuff or any of the, you know. Dark um, Tower? I'm going to say that whatever. out loud so we don't get comments. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, yeah. I've paid attention to that zero. So, like, I, I that, don't know yeah. I'm surprised, anything about all that stuff, so. I'm surprised you say that only from the angle, like, Knowing that we both love like the MCU and Fast and Furious and like other franchises that totally. do that kind of thing, so I wonder if it's just like it's like it's never been organized in a nice consumable way that is the deterrent, or if there is like oh I just don't like this stuff that much or or it's not that I it's not that I don't have any interest in it I guess <laughs> it's more that I just haven't I have not gone through and and read any of it or, or, you know, consumed any of that stuff. Like, I've consumed just bits and pieces of Stephen King and I've enjoyed them, but I haven't... I haven't actually gone through and and uh-huh. read the stuff about how they're connected or how any of that you know, gotcha. any of that stuff works. So I just, just, I just don't know any of it. Uh-huh. Um, but, um... So, yeah, I mean, it, it, thinking about it from from that perspective it makes a lot of sense and I'm I, I'm curious I don't know if I if I were if I was to get into that stuff I don't know if that would 
answer all the things that I want answered, or if it's just that oh I want, fuck no, because you know, I I you know I don't so I don't read a ton of Stephen King because I I actually think his good ideas lend themselves to f- film better. Uh, hmm. The uh, like I I was reading Needful Things kind of recently, and it's like the ideas are good, but once you they're kind of written for you not knowing that it's probably magic. So, like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of, like, this sounds maybe sort of like it's magic versus now you're like, it's a Stephen King book. Of course it's fucking magic. Get on with it. Like, mm-hmm. why are we having, why is so much of this po- book debate people debating about if it's supernatural or not? We know it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I tend to, like, the film adaptation stuff better. Um, but yeah, so like that being said, I, I've like looked into how things are connected uh, and like Castle Rock is like a huge entry point for that kind of stuff because it, that's kind of the the gravity, like what makes the show interesting. Um, but yeah, there's not... I, I understand the cosmology of... Dreamcatcher more because I have driven on I-95 a lot more <laughs> than like knowing Stephen King stuff. Okay. So it's there I don't think there's anything, at least not from films. Like I know there was a um in one of the Mr. Sunday movies videos about it, there's a bit where he talked about like it being more directly referenced in the Dreamcatcher book. But it was. Tr- it sounded like it was treated like, uh, like a Marvel post-credit scene almost. You know, Ooh. where it's not part of the story, but it's you know you finish watching Thor, and then at the end Hulk shows up and says, "I'm gonna be in Avengers 17." Mm. That kind, of, that kind of thing. Where it's not part of the story at all. It's just a teaser for the next idea kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, so I don't think there's anywhere where, other than just reading the book, where you would get, like, better answers. Mm. I'm curious, one thing that I thought was hilarious, um, this is just, it's kind of just one of those, you know, other examples of something silly, So, but for some reason this one stuck out the most to me. Um... You're a person from I'm a person, that is correct. Oh, yes, I'm also a person from Massachusetts. Uh-huh. Um, when someone is like, hey, I need water, is your first thought, oh, I know where the reservoir for all of Boston is. <laughs> um, is that your first thought? Because to Boston, me, that I'm seemed from like what? the dumbest fucking thing ever. That he's like, oh, he's going to Boston, and he needs water. And, yeah, Boston is a port, but I think he needs fresh water. I think he needs the drinking water. That's fair. Oh, I happen to know where the drinking water is. And not only that, I not only know where the drinking reservoir is, I know that, like, Aqueduct 12 is what leads to Boston, and that's this way. Okay, yeah, that one... See, because to me it was not the dumbest thing in this movie, because I it, the, it, just, the, it, was, it was it seemed like the least connected to other shit. I don't know the the way it made sense in my head, or at least pieces of it made sense. Of supernatural power is that he just there's that too. Where they, there's a lot are. that's choked up to just being like, well, they're psychic, so who the fuck knows? 
but to me it was like, oh, my my uh, problematic magic alien friend is saying that the bad guy needs water. But also, I already know that the bad guy is trying to do some kind of, like, alien invasion, spores, and, like, infecting people thing. Uh-huh. So, with that information, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, access to the drinking water would probably allow you to infect a bunch of people. That makes sense. Good if- thing I know where the reservoir is. So, that's the part that I'm not sure, because I'm not from... Eastern Mass, I'm from Western Mass, so, like, to me, it would actually be, like, if if you actually were, like, oh, hey, someone wants to infect uh, all of, you know, the Berkshires, honestly, I do actually know where some of the reservoirs are. (laughs) For Boston, it's, like, maybe? I think it depends, because if it's, like, because I wouldn't fucking shut up about how they were on I-95, so, if it's Maybe, on, if it's on the I ninety five, you would have driven past the past sign. The for, yeah, you would Maybe, have driven past it, the sign for it. Maybe it's because everybody, every kid in a, a Stephen King universe, just loves the shit out of swimming in reservoirs. That too. Maybe that's the baby. That's why is that he? Yeah, and that would have been a thing that we would have seen in the kids' version kind of yeah. thing. Because like, it, it, I if that is true, it makes sense. If it's not true, it doesn't make sense. Because uh-huh. I can accurately describe where, like, a billboard billboard for Poland Springs water is on the road f- between uh, Western Mass and Worcester, because I've just seen it a billion times. So mm-hmm. if there is a sign for the reservoir on I-95, then it does make a level of sense. Up to the point okay. of, like, I don't think they would be able to be like, oh, we should go to that one, unless it's like, oh, we're following the tra- the tracks from the fucking Jeep or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not saying it's handled great, but it's one of the, it's not on the top of the list of shit that makes no fucking sense <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> That's for well, sure. If, if, I, I've enjoyed it. If you're game i'd like to to talk about the thing that i'm the most interested in this okay. movie by. um so i mean he has a mind palace yes okay i forget i almost forgot to talk about that that was there's so many things about this movie that are like they're not yeah. just stephen kingy things they're like things that are inside jokes that we would have or like uh. references so so before we get into that there's another line very early when it's um the the college professor talking to one of the students who who he caught cheating. It's like, oh, oh you're God. from Pittsfield. Pittsfield's a better uh-huh. place to be from than to go back to. And I was like, hey, fuck you. It's not that bad. <laughs> like, <'cause> that's <laughs> that's not where I'm from. But it's within. <laughs> like, if I wanted to go to a mall, I would have to go into Pittsfield essentially. So it's pre- it's within the area that I would describe as my hometown. How but, close is Pittsfield to the reservoir? Uh, well, it's not close to the North Adams Reservoir, that's for sure. But, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was funny, and then I ninety five reference a billion times. But yes, the Mind Palace thing was one I was like, oh. And I honestly forgot about it until I was rewatching it. I was like, oh shit, that's going to be a thing Grant will pick up on. 
Yeah. So we we I don't I think even it's from Sherlock. That's how we start well, joking about it. Is that where we started doing it? Okay. That and like one of our core classes had like a lesson about like collective unconsciousness kind of thing. So it kind of morphed yeah, yeah. into the idea that like when me and Grant were on a insanely similar train of thought without talking through the context beforehand, it was that like in the collective unconsciousness realm that exists in like fucking the dreaming from Vertigo comics, it meant that like Grant and I had a physical presence in that space that was either near each other or like someone was visiting someone else's mind palace yeah, or some shit. Yeah. So it was like a weird combination of like core classes, Sherlock and Sandman comics. There's a lot of there's a lot of like stuff that obviously we got our our drugs from consuming media like Stephen King and like yeah. other people like that were or from consuming from media that were people who consumed Stephen King growing up right, kind of thing right, exactly right right so like like uh, <laughs> like when one of us gets a nosebleed we'd be like oh the other one must be in trouble yeah <laughs> or something as <laughs> a chronicle <laughs> reference which now does not age well. No. Um but uh yeah, uh Mind Palace. I was super I I super enjoyed that we got a visual representation of them <laughs> being in a Mind Palace, you know. Um I I enjoyed that whole dynamic of him being possessed or yeah but he was able to still have a physical representation in the mind palace so he could still be his own character too yeah yeah and uh i i just yeah i dug a lot about uh about all that stuff and i it kind of you know it's it's using similar things that like some like horror movies like freddy you know like uh Mm -hmm. nightmare on elm street has used and stuff but Using it in a in a cool specific way that, uh, I I enjoyed uh, a lot, and I liked kind of the the battle that he could have in there of like running out to get some stuff off the shelves and running mm-hmm. back inside the special secret office and stuff. And I thought they did a good job of like, um, like that's the thing. There's some stuff in there that's like really well done. Where it's like when he talks about his office in the first place you see like a cork board that has some stuff on it and then, but it doesn't mean anything to you, but you, the camera looks at it in a way that you know it means something. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it's like environmental storytelling kind of thing. Right. And that's the stuff that's inside the warehouse where they find, you know, mm-hmm. uh, their friend like the first time. So like, yeah, there's just, there's some interesting stuff there of like, yeah, representing, uh, you know things in your life yeah in, in, in that way i stuff like that because it's so it has such a like physical thing i was thinking about this watching a youtube video today that was just talking about like stephen king movies i would love a video game that's kind of, that's like in the stephen king universe because mm. there's areas like that or like the overlook hotel that's just like i want the freedom to explore that space at my own pace you know, and, like, mm-hmm. choose where I'm going and what I'm interacting with and stuff. Um, and, like, I think it would be interesting if it was not 
Because, like, you know, games like, uh, like, you were getting me into playing Control, and that has, like, kind of... I was going to say, has, keep playing Control. Yeah, it has that kind of vibe, <laughs> but it also... It's not exact, but it's, yeah. Yeah, and the thing that... It, it's not just the that, but it's, like, it does end at a point, versus, like, the thing that I find cool about some of the K- Stephen King stuff, even if they are derivative of themselves, is when it can feel like a living world. So I think as it would be really cool, almost like um, what Secret World was kind of do, but they were doing a little bit mm. more like actual monsters kind of thing. Right. But right. I do There's think that underworld. Yeah, I do think it would be cool if there was that kind of like, uh, like you know MMO or like soft MMO game where it's like all it's all normal except for. It's not, and it, it can do the kind of like uncanny valley e stuff um, that like that a game like Control is able to capture that kind of tone, but it's not persistent and it's not evolving or, or continuing um, as a mm. live game. Like I, I think that would be difficult because it's like okay, you're essentially saying you want to make a walking sim MMO kind of thing almost, but like it would be cool if it could be pulled off. You know, because I I do yeah. think that's a thing also like that I think makes uh, some of those games harder for me to play versus like when we all play Minecraft together is you know the cool thing about it chapter two or any of these kind of stories is there's simultaneously a really fucking weird terrifying situation but also it's a it's that being experienced by a group of friends together you know so like yeah. if there's like it's control, but also it's co-op, and you're n- not playing as, like, defined characters, but you're playing as, like, your own RPG character kind of thing. Um, Blackout Club actually kind of is that, but it's, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Blackout Club is a scene in that story. It's just yeah, the, yeah. the we're breaking out at night to find evidence and hopefully monsters won't get us kind of thing. You don't get to then experience, like, the next day yeah. when things are normal and you can yeah. breathe, but then actually a creepy thing happens in daylight, and that's really fucking scary. Um, mm. So, like, that kind of thing I would love. It, and now that I talk about it, I'm like, oh, a lot of people are doing things adjacent to it, but I just want all of those ideas in one place almost, you right. know? Right. But yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting. I mean, the the tough part of it becomes getting a team very invested in all doing something like that, mm-hmm. which you need is a clear, not a super active thing. Yeah, and you, it's like you need a very clear, uh, you know, creative vision kind of thing. Because uh, essentially, what I'm saying I want is like the to be able to like package and sell that the experience that we get when we collectively meet right. up once a year and are, are having fun and laughing and drinking but then also we're talking about like the like what's gonna happen when the caretaker shows up or deer dogs mm-hmm. or you know all the yeah. other fucking serial killer and horror monsters we've created through our weird friend group yeah yeah it would well, be I fun i definitely think i definitely think that this this movie is like once it like kept going and once I kept with it, I understood like where you know where this all, all the connective you know tissue is mm-hmm. 
uh, Austin, like how how it fits in nicely with uh, uh, the stuff that we enjoy to like you know uh, picture or pretend you talk about or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely do view this uh, uh, this movie as one of those. Like, yeah, it's not great, but you can get a lot of fun ideas out of it. Exactly. It, it is inspiration a inspiration from yeah, it. Yeah, it's a treasure trove of like, oh man, that was so close to being good. Mm-hmm. And then there's so much shit where it's just like, what, like, weird and what the fuck is happening? Like, I forgot how many fucking fart jokes there were when people would get infected <laughs> with the worms. <laughs> and like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the. Like the, the the military is like, you gotta you gotta kill those ass weasels. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay. Like that's just the that's just what it is. Yeah, yeah. And there's some weird dialogue around like pop culture that felt it. W- everything was so stilted in acting that was like, oh, that c- it felt like it was it wanted to be a Tarantino movie for like four seconds at weird parts. Where it's just like, oh hey, I can let I can t- say something about a movie. Hey hey, listen everybody. Right, right. I saw a movie once, and and this happened in it. And it, even like you're saying in the military stuff, they're like, we call them Ripley's because I saw aliens. I saw the movie Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, that was you know, it's like this feels almost like. You know how we talk about the room and Tommy Wiseau is clearly an alien trying to do a hum like a human movie? Like human mm-hmm. music, like from uh uh Rick and Morty. This feels like mm-hmm. an alien trying to do a Stephen King movie. Yeah. And like almost everything's almost right, but not quite. <laughs> uh Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's it's interesting. I, I'm kind of curious about the book now. To be honest. Like, I want to know if the book has more, you know, because a lot of Stephen King's books that are adapted, the books are super Yeah, they're like 9,000 pages. Like, you know, they have all this stuff that usually is fine to trim out, but when this one I actually just was more curious about a lot of that stuff, mm-hmm. but, you know, um... The, the history of alien contact. Yeah, because like, they're very cavalier of like, we've been fucked by an alien for like 30 years, and that's why uh, yeah. everyone's such a, so crazy about it. Like, they just love like fighting everyone, aliens. Everyone's cavalier about yeah. it. Like, the point, the, the fact that like, the ki- like when uh, the hunter that they find has the, the ass weasel come out of them, like, they're just like, oh, hey, like, Let's sit on this toilet so it can't get out, yeah. whatever it is. And it's like, okay, cool. We'll just tape it up. Yeah. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? No, there was a, a thing inside of that dude that, like, ripped out of his ass yeah. and is now trying to break out of the toilet. Like, that's not normal. Yeah, that is, that then, is a thing it is like, definitely missing compared to, like, It Chapter 2, which is people say, just yelling, what the fuck, holy shit, in yeah. a believable yeah. manner. Right. And like, you know, yeah, just like from from every every time that they're like newly exposed to something and like you get like kind of a a, a half assed thing where it's like Timothy Elephant's like, I mean, I think that our friend was an alien because yeah. he could do super, supernatural stuff. It's like, 
Okay, so like maybe that's why they're not freaking the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, and they all have psychic you'd still powers. Freak the fuck out. Yeah, like even 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 psychic powers. It's still, and maybe a, a kind of joking suspicion that someone's an alien when something turns into a goddamn alien. You're still gonna be freaked yeah. out, like you know. Uh, so yeah, I, I it's curious. I was, like I was assuming that there was something that they had actually seen. An alien or something mm. back that had more that. of an it feel where it's like, oh yeah, they totally fought a monster and then Right. Or just like it they would take, you know, the whole fact that there's a dream catcher. I would I've assumed, oh yeah, dream catchers are really like like crucifixes to vampires for, mm-hmm. for aliens. Just point a dream catcher at them and they'll be like, No. No, yeah. <laughs> but no. Nope. Yeah, because they was, they don't even explain like wh- once it's like known that Duddits is an alien, it's like cool, but like what does that mean? Because like the other alien has like a very specific goal and like knows what's up, right? And he's like, oh shit, it's you, and I'm like, okay, like what does that mean? Right? Should, what should is we their be relationship? Is it, yeah. Is Earth now battleground for these? Other two types of aliens. Yeah, like why? And then it's a thing of like, why can what? Why does one speak like a British person, and why does the other have a speech impediment? Like, it only makes sense in the context of you not knowing he's an alien yet, and that he's presented as like as a a special needs person. well, what and like, ever happened to the actual kid? Because right, that was like, my thought. Was like, is it actually just the alien? kid's been possessed? Because yeah, it seems to be a, a. They don't say that he was adopted or anything. Like the best acting in the thing was the mom. <laughs> she yeah. was like saying goodbye to uh, what she thought was her son, who she thought had leukemia. Yeah, so which like, I mean would technically still be her son if she raised them since they were like ten. No, I no, guess. I'm just saying. I'm just saying is it a Superman situation? Has yeah. she been hiding a spacecraft in a barn? I or, don't know. Yeah. Like, does she not know? Or, you know, yeah, this is a bunch of stuff that just, just came up. It was just like, yeah. oh, I feel was, like she like, would have to, because Dunnett seems very cavalier about the fact that he has superpowers, and the only reason <laughs> no one, like, all, you know, like, the world would notice, uh, notice is because of, uh, preconceived prejudices about like oh he, yeah. he's a, a handicapped person not not a super powered person so that's the only re- I'm assuming that's kind of the interpreted or intended commentary of like how did no one realize that this person is like literally a psychic it's like oh because you know society doesn't want to acknowledge them or blah 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 but right. it does not translate to film that part if it's even in the book in the first place, which I do right. not know. Right. And, and they could be, I mean, Stephen King has a lot of stuff that's like, oh, well, they're an adult that lives in dairy, so, like, they're just not gonna know. Yeah. Like, they, they just are incapable of, of understanding that's that something true too. is going on that wrong. That is a thing, I think that's the biggest question, is, like, timeline-wise, because, like, so, the films fucked this up, to understand, like, the canonical connections from the books. Because, like, in It, it's like, oh, they're kids in the 50s, and then they're adults in the 80s. And I don't know what the case is with uh, Dreamcatcher, 
But I assume... I, I guess if we assume... Because I believe the book is also an older or, an, or a less old Stephen King book. So, like, maybe they were kids closer to the... They would have been kids after it was killed the first time. And then they were... Uh, so then, like, when they were growing up, they didn't have to deal with, like, children going missing or anything. Until you know, it the second time. Right, but then they were adults by then. I, I, my, I'm picturing that they're like, uh, they would have been like either at like Georgie's age or even younger, it, for, like in book timelines. So they were like, by the time they, they would be the age where they would notice that shit at all, they like the losers already beat the shit out of Pennywise the first time. And then they mm. grew up and moved out in the 30, 30-ish years. So then they're not around. Because none of the movie... Only only Duddits's house takes place in Derry. Everything else is a different town. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess it makes sense why... Because why, that was the thing I was worried, thinking about. I was like, kids growing up in Derry, how would they not notice or be involved or relate to how, like all the other shit? You know, maybe there's a deleted scene when uh, he goes to pick up uh, that it's at in Derry, and it's the first time that he's gone back to Derry uh, as an adult. And he just, as he's picking up, he's like, Man, I remember some fucked up clown living around here. Yeah, um, like, eh, well, I, I think mean, whatever, gotta go deal with this alien threat. Yeah, well, like I was saying before, it. There is, or in the book, there is a reference to Pennywise uh, in the book Dreamcatcher, but I believe the reference takes place after all of it. So, like, it part two, if we're talking in film, it's it's essentially like, like, yeah, I think it's something along the lines of... uh, I'm reading right now. In the novel Dreamcatcher, when Mr. Gray also... The speech impediment making Duddit say Mr. Gay every five seconds was really weird, and I don't know why that was in the movie. That seems like a thing that would yeah. be very easy to just not do. Uh, but anyways, when Mr. Gray tries to put a worm in Derry's water by use of the standpipe... Okay, so it's not all of Boston in the original, mm-hmm. It's and it is Derry. It is no longer are there due to the 1985 flood. Mm. In its place is a memorial featuring a cast bronze of two children and a plaque underneath decade to the victims of the 1955 flood and of it. The plaque has been vandalized with graffiti reading Pennywise Lives. Okay, so that's that's the reference in the book that is after the fact somehow implying yeah, okay. that Pennywise is like still alive or something mm-hmm. in in Dreamcatcher. So yeah. they are connected. And it, see, it would be I'm amazed nobody, especially with the success of it, and maybe it's because of the success of it that it would be more difficult. But like someone's not trying to like consolidate the the um Stephen King IPs so that they actually could do something more Avengersy. I mean, like, they did the they did the Idris Elba 
Dark Tower movie. Yeah, that looks like Goosebumps movie, though. And the Dark Tower stuff, honestly, is... There's, it, it's kind of like, almost like the, um, the Tarantino universe where there's like two halves of it. So there's mm-hmm. like, there's the like, we're normal people li- doing it, like living through abnormal situations. Like there's a bunch of stuff that's actually connected there unrelated to like the Dark Tower, which creates like a whole multiverse. It's like the difference between like Gotham and Metropolis are on the same planet. And also multiversity, like they're like two yeah, different yeah. tiers kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, Castle Rock does a lot more of the part I like. That's not the Dark Tower half because Castle Rock mm-hmm. is the town where Cujo and Needful Things takes place, and um, mm-hmm. Stand by Me. But also, it's close enough that like a lot of the people who live there work at Shawshank. And stuff like that. So it's not even all spooky yuki stuff. It's just mm-hmm. Stephen King stuff in general. Um, yeah, I highly recommend Castle Rock to people. We probably won't talk about it on this because it's a whole show and a whole season mm-hmm. of a show, but I still recommend it. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, so oh. I guess Pet Dreamcatcher might imply Pennywise lives in the book. That's where that's where that tangent came from. Well, that sucks. <laughs> Those kids failed, I guess. Yep. Um, I think in the book, because I've been watching a lot of the Mr. Sunday movies videos about it, it's that they do kill Pennywise, but also Pennywise had laid eggs, and they are like, uh, ah, and they smash all the eggs, but they're like, I don't know, I'm pretty sure we got them all. It's like, okay, but no, it if there is a good idea and or money to be made, then no, you didn't smash them all. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's the idea. Um, mildly related, Grant, have you seen the trailer for mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Sleep yet? Dr. Sleep, yeah. yeah. I have seen the trailer. I have not actually read it at all, so I don't... My first, I, I will say my first reaction upon seeing the trailer was that doesn't sound like just the concept alone sounds like something that I would not suggest touching with a 10 foot pole. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a weird thing because it's like, it is a sequel to Shining. Right. But also the premise is like, mostly not related to The Shining. It's more just related to the concept of people who have The Shining and exploration mm-hmm. of that. But then also the movie... I don't know if it's in the book or if it's just in the movie. They're, they are going to do more Overlook hotel stuff. Well, that's the thing. I, it's like, I, I'm fine with the general, like, oh yeah, like, talking about people that have The Shining and, and like, obviously, since Stephen King, like, these guys probably have The Shining. I don't know if if, or if it's a different thing that the, the alien gave him in Dreamcatcher, but mm-hmm. like, you know, it's close enough. It seems like the same thing. Yeah. Um. So that's fine. I guess my the main problem with it is like, okay, but you got to realize that you're not like nobody's going to look at it as oh, the sequel to this Stephen King story. Yeah. But no, 
You're making a sequel to a Stanley Kubrick film. Right. Which they <laughs> like, that's are, really what you're especially because the set dressing and stuff for Overlook right. exactly. is like, not they, dissuading like, that at all. They're playing into it, too. Yeah. Like, they're definitely, like, now, matching one for one. And it's like, that's dangerous. not a good idea. Yeah. Like, I, if you were going to do this story, if you really wanted to do the Doctor Sleep story, I would suggest making it yeah. look as different as possible. <laughs> Yeah, I will say the only reason I'm not hard, like a hundred percent in agreement is it is supposed to be some of the creative team or director or something that did uh, Hill House, which I don't think you've watched yet, but is nope. so fucking good. So because of that, I'm like, mm, maybe this movie actually is good, but we'll see. Cautiously optimistic. I'm definitely going to see it either way, but Hill House was insanely good. So if it's able to be even remotely good or like even remotely close to as good as Hill House, it's like, oh, that's still pretty good. So we shall see. But yeah. I want to bring it up since it's tangentially related to everything we've been talking about. Well, I'm going to bring something up then. I recently well, read uh, a short story by Stephen King that... Um, it's not The Mangler, is it? No. Okay, uh, cool. That uh, uh, voice actor and voice director uh, Liam O'Brien, uh, who was on Critical Role, suggested to people. Uh, it's a short, very short uh, short story called The Jaunt. Um, it's basically, it's a sci-fi short story about, like, oh, hey, humanity has this, like, way to teleport people, and not, like, not, like, just, like, a little bit, but, like, to Mars and stuff. Um, but they don't, there's some things about it that they don't know exactly how it works, and that's all I'm gonna say. And it's great. Interesting. And I recommend it. It was really I'm good. I'm surprised, because, like, I haven't... I don't know of any Stephen King stories that are, like, in the future, explicitly, you know? Mm -hmm. Or, like, expand to, to actual space travel. Like, I think there's a kind of genre difference between, like, an alien invasion or, like, aliens yeah. on Earth story yeah. versus, like, Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. So I'm, I've... I had not known of anything that he did that kind of, like, crosses either of those lines, so that's interesting. Yeah, I recommend it. It was, it was good. Mm -hmm. I might check it out. Huh, anything else to ta say about the wonderful Dreamcatcher? What else can you say, other than that it's great? It's a fun, fun mess of I'd ideas. Say go watch Outbreak, because I like that. Sure. I th I think Dreamcatcher I I I will say Dreamcatcher should be experienced with other people. I think that is the flaw in the movie. Like the biggest flaw is you if you watch it by yourself, it's not nearly as fun as it could be. Sure. You yeah, know, I which is the true of like pretty much all bad movies, but like that they're yeah, there there's a it's not Tommy was oh the room bad where it's just like literally everything is I mean it's it is that but the difference is there are a lot of fun ideas where the room has no mm -hmm. fun ideas yeah cool. cool 
Well, I guess on that note, uh, we'll just thank Bruno for awesome artwork. Yeah. We'll thank uh, Magic Dave for editing and giving us some theme music. And yeah, that's it. If you don't know, <laughs> if you want to, I don't have my notes up because I'm oh, yeah. traveling. Grant, uh, Grant's in, you, in every motel room right now. Yeah. If you, yeah, if you want to uh, comment, then uh, you can do so on SoundCloud. And uh, tell us what your favorite speed reading thingy is. Yeah.